The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay, coming to you here on the BICBP Radio Network, and I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, and before we get into today's episode, here is a message from our sponsor. On the road, nobody can get you a great hot meal faster than McDonald's, and I figured out how they do it. Ginny calls signals, sends Carl deep for a Big Mac, and cuts inside for your coat. Look at him fly. Back here, you got Joel putting the moves on a Big Mac. Doink. Doink. Now Carl hands off to Beth and clears the lane. This team's got it together. See what I mean? It all ends with a pass to you. Hot and fast. You get it hot, you get it fast. Want to see it again? Drive on in. All right. So today I've brought back a uh, returning guest. He's always there for me whenever I need somebody. Mr. Bryce Benjamin. How you doing? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? I'm feeling good. You know, boo-boo, boo-boo weather in Western New York. But what can you do besides move, which, you know, sooner rather than later. But uh, what's good with you, Andrew? How you feeling, my dude? Nothing too much. Nothing, uh, not doing too bad. Uh, I know this is kind of pre-recorded, but I just the other day, my kids had a half a day of school, and I wanted to see Spider-Man, so I took them out of school nice. before their half a day. Cause like only- any good father should. Excellent job. And we went to go see Spider-Man, because that was the only time that I could find seat. I really don't like this reserve seating thing. I just, yes, sir. I just remember back in the day where it was you bought your ticket at the movie theater, and you had to get there early if you wanted a good seat for a big movie. But I guess I got to change with the times. But that's what I. that's probably the coolest thing I've done lately is saw the new spider-man movie and my kids loved it they were like what did you tell them i was like i just told them that i forgot you had a doctor's appointment and we had it your kids are gonna your kids are gonna love you forever forever uh, for this day for that day bro they're gonna love you absolutely forever (laughs) i had i was like i want to see spider-man because i told them we were going to the movies after school either way i just didn't say that and then i started thinking about it when i started looking at the times and looking at the seating i was like man i should have just yanked them just told them stay home and i was like ah don't worry i'll go get them so i just got them all from school and we went to go see spider-man had a good time chilling and i have yet to see it yet so please no spoilers i plan on going on possibly tonight or tomorrow but please no spoilers for me just yet it's good it's good i hate spider-man he's probably my one of my least favorite superheroes and i enjoyed it like i was actually excited for it that's what's up but that's what i like to hear but today we are talking about maybe I don't know, forgotten or underrated cartoons that we grew up with that I think this is something I know my list that if I saw them on TV, I'd be like, come on, kids, you got to sit down and watch this. This is this is what we watched. And this stuff is absolutely amazing in my mind for a lot of for a lot of these episodes and TV shows. And I think there was just so many great cartoons back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s that the stuff today just seems kind of like junk. I'm not going to lie. It's Yo, bro, and it's funny that you mentioned that because like when you had when you had brought up uh, doing this episode, I was like, you know, I'm all for it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely, you know, I go back into my childhood, which is always a fun time. And just kind of doing my research for this episode, just going through the different cartoons that I watched as a kid. Like some of them I didn't even know the names of. I just remember the character. I just remember watching episodes of it like, oh yeah, I remember this dude. And oh yeah, I remember what they like what this was about. And then there was other ones where it's like, how did this how did this cartoon only get like two seasons? Like this is this was pure genius to me. And it only got two or uh, one or two seasons. So, man, it was fun doing a lot of it was fun doing the research for this episode and seeing what happened with these shows and why they got canceled and things of that nature there, man, or why they got forgotten about or whatever it may be. Well, we kind of grew up in that age, though, where once the toys died down, they were like, yep, we don't need this anymore. Facts. <laughs> Get it That's out. That's a fact. Get it out. <laughs> we can't sell toys. We don't need this cartoon. Let's just roll out the new next thing. So what do you got on you? What do you got on your list there? 
for you know something that jumped into your mind when I told you about this. So, uh, well, here, let me go ahead and start off with one of them I got on my list. So, one of them, um, if you ever, this was uh, a show called Action Man. All right, have you ever heard of this show? Was it Kablam? No, no, no. That is actually a different Action Man. <laughs> but the, this one here, um, Action Man, is actually was based off of a uh, 1995 uh, United Kingdom cartoon with the same name called Action Man. So this one that I'm talking about, um, the one in the United States, this came out in early 2000, literally to the, the year 2000, right? The first episode debuted in 2000. Um, and it's actually based off of a toy. Like it's actually based off of the Hasbro toy Action Man created by Hasbro, right? So this show basically, just to kind of give you the synopsis of it, um, you got your main character, which was Alex Mann, who's basically in extreme sports athlete right and he's taking part of this this televised uh games it's called the the master vision network accelerating games and pretty much they're just doing like a bunch of different extreme stunts and things of that nature there now this dude alex Mann, has this uh this special power that he's able to tap into called amp and basically whenever he wants to tap into it he just you know he goes amp it up and then in in his mind just like this this chemical release just like explodes in his brain and then all of a sudden this dude could just like calculate like advanced probabilities like what's going to be the best course of action to take in this certain scenario to make sure that i succeed at whatever it is that i need to uh, succeed at so i mean like so basically the the dude cheated <laughs> like, he was just a big cheater right and then um eventually you know he became pretty much like a superhero you know he, he's saving the day he's he's saving people he's saving people out of dangerous situations things of that nature there and i remember watching this show as a kid and kind of just being hooked to it because the, the First of all, first of all, first of all, Andrew, the theme song was lit, all right? Yo, the theme song, yo, if we, when, when you get a chance after this episode, go listen to the Action Man theme song and tell me that's not one of the most lit theme songs you ever heard for a cartoon. Theme song was lit. The dude, you know, the the, the real big, stoic, athletic, uh, you know, brown hair, the, the, the nice chiseled chin. You know, he got the, all the specs. He got all the bells and whistles. Everybody likes to look at it and whatnot. So you can definitely see how he developed from a toy. And, um... Um, bro, I was shocked that this that this this show only got two seasons, two seasons, twenty six episodes. Because from when I was a kid, remember watching it like that was the joint, man. You couldn't tell me nothing. Like Action Man was, I'm like, yo, y'all don't watch Action Man? I'm the only one in school that watch Action Man. All right, y'all, y'all some weirdos. Like, man. So that was uh one of them on one of them my list, man. Action Man. Um, I did some research here. So IMDb they had him with a rating of uh six point one out of ten, and um eighty seven percent of Google users actually approved of this show so i'm glad to know that i wasn't the only one that actually liked this show man because it was dope to me i've never even heard of this I was, yes sir i was just looking at the synapses on wikipedia when you were telling me mm-hmm. amp stands for advanced micro probability yep yep and i think uh from what i what i was reading his high school teacher or something like that basically like gave him this power like injected this into his brain or something like that i have never even heard of this and never even seen this I've heard of like Action Man, like from Kablam, and then I think there was like a knockoff G.I. Joe uh-huh. that was like Action Man, but I have no I, I definitely okay. gotta listen to the theme song. I'm I'm super Action- huge, super huge in the cartoon theme song. So I'm telling you, bro, that theme song, man. If you don't got a, a lit theme song, like that that you lose points for that. I'm sorry. Like like nineties theme songs, eighties and ninety theme songs was a thing. Of course it's lit. It's made by Saban Entertainment. There it is. Made by Power Rangers. That what's his name? How, how did he say you pronounce it on Hylum? Saban is like a genius when it comes to this stuff. I mm-hmm. see two thousands. I'm I'm a junior in high yeah. school. I'm a yeah, you're way past it. You're way past it. Like, this is this is my prime right here for me. 2000. Yeah. I'm nine years old. Lit. Yeah. See, I'm like not thinking. I'm I'm trying to get some action, man. <laughs> not <laughs> <watch> action, man. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> so I'm trying to be the real action man. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to Action Man. Uh, that was my joint. Um, produced by Mark Ralston, and um, the original network was Fox Kids. Fox Kids was lit back in the two. Yes, it was late nineties, early two thousands. You could not Man. go wrong. Batman animated series, Spider Man animated series, Power Rangers. Man, 
Man, Fox Kids was lit back in the day. Mine was like, I'm surprised this hasn't made it onto any streaming service. It's Pirates of Dark Water. And it's set in like a make-believe land and this substance called Dark Water is taken over. And this prince needs to travel on a ship with, you know, he's got typical, you got your wacky sidekick who's a monkey bird a girl and then you got another guy and they're trying to find the 13 treasures of rule so they can destroy this dark water and it's just kind of a cool out of this world pirate adventure and when this first came out i was like i don't want to watch this i don't want to watch this and then cartoon network started playing reruns because it's a hanna-barbera i do believe yeah hanna-barbera yeah hanna-barbera made it so cartoon network picked up the reruns and I started watching it on Cartoon Network, and I was like, wow, why didn't I watch this sooner? This was, like, really good. And like I said, it's just a lot of fun adventure. There's other set of pirates trying to get the other treasures for themselves. and But it's just one of those, like, fun kind of kind of shows as well. And I know a lot of people have talked about it. So I didn't have any of the toys growing up, but I really, really just enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. That was like the big thing was just enjoying the show. I never really wanted any of the toys and it never got a proper ending. Mm-hmm. Like we never know if he finds the 13 treasures of rule or anything like that. It's just, it ends. And it's something that kind of, I think needs to come back so we can get that ending. Yeah. Get some closure. Yeah, I hate when shows do that. Like, just abruptly end. No, like, especially when it's good. You you write in the thick of things, and then it just, boom, done. Yeah, we're not making it no more. Ratings are low. All right. Yeah, forget us then, right? Forget the people that's enjoying it. But I get it. That sucks. It's a good, it's a good TV show. It was a really good cartoon. Like I said, at first, I was like, I don't want to deal with this. And then I got watching it on, you know, Cartoon Network, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I could deal with this. Hey, man, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned uh Hannah Barea Barbea my saying Hannah Barbea um because my next one is actually another one that was produced by them as well so I'm I'm pretty sure you probably seen this one uh because this show came out my first debuted September 5th 1993 all right so I'm literally two years old I was born at September 3rd 1991 so I'm literally fresh freshly just turning two and I wasn't watching the show until I was probably about five or six though right but uh, the name of it is called Two Stupid Dogs. Oh, no. Do you remember this show, Andrew? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. It was so beautiful. So this show, Two Stupid Dogs, all right? This was created and designed by Donovan Cook and then produced by legendary production company Hannah Barbera, right? And this was like the most simplest show, but was so well done, all right? Just to kind of give the, the folks listening right there the synapses. So you have literally two dogs that have no names. You have the big dog, you have the little dog. That's their names, right? The big dog, who was voiced by uh, Brad Garrett, was a large, old English sheepdog. And then you had little dog, which was voiced by Mark Schiff, was just a a, a brown, tawny-colored wiener dog, right? So these are your two main characters. Now, the big dog is, you know, really strong, stoic, doesn't talk much, you know, just deep, powerful voice. And then the little dog is just got like little man syndrome, highly energetic, hyperactive, can't sit still. Um, pretty much was like the, 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 the makeshift leader. Like he's the one that's kind of making the decisions on what to do and where to go. And the big guys kind of just following along, but the big dog was really like the smart. You know what I mean? So he's the one that's trying to keep them out of trouble or that'll get them out of trouble and things of that nature there. And I remember this show just being like the funniest thing because like, for instance, like they're just looking forward to get ice cream. Like they're trying to get some ice cream and the little dog got this brilliant idea. Hey, we can get this ice cream from off top of this roof by, you know, diving off of a skyscraper that's even higher and landing on the roof to go get the ice cream. But of course, that doesn't work. Or, you know, we can go and uh, let's go hop on this fire truck and, you know, let's go climb the ladder and possibly get it that way. And of course, that that fails terribly. You know, it's just, just little quirky ideas that they're coming up with that never works. Um, they had, you know, little side characters in there as well throughout the whole show. There was always this cat. There was a cat that the little dog was just terrified of. <laughs> like the cat would just stand there and then like the little dog just starts going crazy about this cat, you know, as dogs usually would do. They see a cat or a squirrel. 
and then a big dog has to walk over there and bark at it and the cat just freezes up and faints like just little stupid little ideas like that bro that just had me as a kid in tears laugh but there was one basically main protagonist his name was mr hollywood who was braced by uh who was voiced by brian cummings and he was just this like large burly dude who was just always mean and angry and just took on like different jobs in like every appearance that he had. So sometimes he'll be a cop. Sometimes he's a, a grocery store manager. He's a, a, a director in Hollywood. He's a, a army sergeant recruiting the dogs for the army. I, I literally just watched that episode before I hopped in here with you. Um, and like the fun, like the funniest part, like the, so the dogs, he'll tell the dogs to do something and the dogs will mess up and then he'll hit them with his catchphrase where he'll go, well, now nah, isn't that cute? But it's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, yo, why is my man just bugging out on these dogs, bro? <laughs> but yeah, but th- this show was so well done, and um, unfortunately, like, it only got two seasons. Another one, two seasons, 26 episodes total. Um, it had a couple of like 13 other segments, so it's a total of 39 episodes. But uh, didn't last too long, man. Didn't last too long at all, unfortunately. I watched a little bit of this, but I think to me, I don't know. Sounds like Ren and Stimpy. Sounds a little bit like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? You could you could make that uh that comparison to one another. Like a more a more um child friendly Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, that was my only thing with this, but I do remember when you when you said two stupid dogs, I was like, Oh come on. I remember it a little <clears throat> I remember it a little bit there. <clears throat> Man, you had like the big dog who, you know, again, the big dog was actually smart. Like they called it two stupid dogs, but the big dog wasn't stupid. He just, you know, he was bored. Like he was just walking around with the little dog because now I'm bored. Why not? Let's see what this dude going to get us into. But he was really smart. Like he's giving like these well-educated, thought-out speeches. Um, he's talking to the one person. He's like, "Hey, man, you like the person's like this male lady's getting ready to to drop a nuke in the mail room, and the big dog walks over there. Hey, you had just like this little bump in a row. You're getting ready to throw your life away for that. Hits her with like this this real inspiring, educated speech. Next thing you know, that person goes and changed their life. This dude basically ended uh, uh ended uh well uh, created world peace. Like he he delivered a speech at the United Nations that was like an hour long, and then created world peace. Like I'm like, yo, who thinks of stuff like that? Like that was that was genius to me. That was pure genius to me. Um, and during my research, man, IMDb they gave this one a uh, a 7.2 out of 10 rating. Um, and Google users again, they 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 mess with they mess with this as well. 91% of Google users like this show. So shout out to Two Stupid Dogs, man. That was a, a true early 90s staple for me. I got one right here that might stir up some controversy, and it is Ghostbusters. Who you gonna call? Now, no, not those Ghostbusters. Ah, just Ghostbusters. There's two. Okay, there's two Ghostbusters. Okay, Filmation actually had a live action show called The Ghostbusters, and it was about these two guys with a gorilla, and they go around and they capture ghosts. So this was a controversy when they were trying to make the Ghostbusters movie because who is it? Columbia didn't really have the rights to the Ghostbusters name. That's why if you see the other Ghostbusters cartoon, the one that we all know, it says the real Ghostbusters on it this one's just the ghostbusters and it takes after the two guys sons take over the ghostbusting business with some like time traveling ghosts and they don't use like proton packs they use like weird stuff like bubblegum guns and different types of weapons and they got this car that talks and it can transform and take them through time and everything else and the coolest thing about it was when they need to get into their ghostbusters uniform they get into this like telephone booth thing they go through kind of like this other dimension, and as they're doing it, you just hear, go, go, Ghostbusters, go, 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 Ghostbusters. And it's it was just awesome. It was kind of, it's kind of like uh, Sam's Cola <laughs> compared to, okay, you okay. know, like the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> It, it, it's, it's good, but it's it's not the real Ghostbusters. I know what they're that's trying good, to that's do. That's a good analogy. Okay. <laughs> like, I knew what they were trying to do, but I still I still watched it anyways. Yeah, and I still enjoyed it. I mean, I had like one or two of the toys, and they were pretty. They were pretty good. They weren't like the other real Ghostbusters toys, but this was just a. It's a fun, you know, cartoon. 
and they would just get in the little machine and they go battle ghost and it was uh the phone that you know they get a phone call on was this skeleton head and it could talk so it'd be like answer the phone and it was just a fun different version from the real ghostbusters where that got some serious stuff that got yeah. that was pretty serious in there but this one was fun this one was just fun and laid back. A lot of people don't remember it. it came out in like 1986. I don't even, it lasted only 65 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one season, but it was filmation. And if you're a kid that grew up in the eighties, filmation like ruled. They, okay. made, they made He-Man, Black Star, Brave Star, a lot of stars, but they made He-Man. That was like the big one. So there was like a real like action adventure type, type of yeah. uh, cartoon. Com- okay. I got you. Yeah. They were like, if you were going to make a cartoon, you would go to filmation and they would get it going i forgot what else they made but pretty much the big one is is he-man and they're no That's longer yeah they're no longer around which kind of sucks but filmation filmation was huge you saw the little like thing and it said filmation you were like oh, okay this cartoon's good if you watch it now you're like wow that's some rough stuff but what they could do back then with their animation was pretty awesome but Try i had the filmation i gotta give it i i just enjoyed watching the ghostbusters i knew it wasn't the real ghostbusters and i knew there was a difference but it was just it was just a cool show to watch okay yeah i never heard of it i ain't gonna lie to you like until you just mentioned it to me i never even heard of the, that version of ghostbusters it's one of those things where i think if you weren't born around that time or, or or not yeah born or you know weren't alive at that time or so you would have no idea because i say goes just right now i said go bust ghostbusters and you were like who are you gonna call mm-hmm. yeah that that's the that was the real ghostbusters i'm just talking about straight ghostbusters and that's and they kind of fell by the wayside because the other one was so much better in a way it was, right this one was more cheesy and campy and the other one i kind of was a little creepy like that boogeyman episode from the real ghostbusters haunts me to this day and it's and it's over 30 years i could guarantee that since i watched that and it still messes with me i'm i gotta watch watching that episode that's tough <laughs> that's when you know you got a good episode <laughs> Oh man. Um uh you ready for my next one? Yeah. Alright, so Andrew, I feel so vindicated from this next one here because I've always thought this show was so so good as a kid. And I remember trying to talk to it, talk to friends and, and people about it, and nobody else watched it. I remember waking up at five o'clock in the morning every day before school on a school day to watch this show, Andrew. This is how good this show was to me, this cartoon. All right. And the name of this cartoon is called Freakazoid. Please tell me you watched it. I know Freakazoid. My man. Thank you, Andrew. Freakazoid to me is the greatest lost cartoon ever. It's the greatest, like, un, it's the greatest, what well, the, the episode that we're doing right now, man, the, the, the forgotten, the forgotten cartoons, the underrated cartoons. This is the greatest underrated cartoon in the history of cartoons to me. Um, first of all, first of all, let's start here. Produced by uh, Steven Spielberg, right? I think this was the, the third Steven Spielberg cartoon. Um, after Animaniacs, and I don't remember the one before that one as well. But produced by Steven Spielberg, created by um, Bruce Timm and uh, Paul Dini, and distributed by Warner Brothers. Okay, so we got two seasons total, about 24 episodes. But when I tell you that this show was just so well written, so well done, so well produced, the soundtrack, the the music, the animation, the storyline, the plot, the characters, everything with this show was just so well done and just to kind of like let me give an overview of this for anybody that probably never seen this i, I really want to encourage people to go on youtube and go watch this up these these episodes so freakazoid is pretty much a parody of of superhero of superhero shows uh he's he's a he's a direct parody of uh shazam the comic book hero shazam um so they kind of loosely based the character off of him and how it starts off is that he's just you know a 16 year old uh computer nerd who basically gets sucked into his computer and is given these special freakazoid powers uh from the uh, uh hold on what i got here the 
from an overload pinnacle chip, right? So he gets his powers from his computer, he breaks out, and now he's, instead of being uh, Dexter 8, his name was Dexter, now he's this blue, blue giant superhero with red pajamas on. He got the WB for Warner Brothers on his chest, and then he got like lightning streak hair, right? And now he's able to just, you know, he, he can travel super fast, he can, he got super strength and things of that nature there, but he's just a freaking buffoon. Like, he's just a, he's, he's the funniest thing ever. For him to get around, because he's he's super fast, he can like get, like, he can travel with like the speed of light, but he runs around with his arms sticking out going, <laughs> So that's that's him flying, right? So he does that like any little kid would do. Like you remember when you were a little kid, you pretend to be Superman. We run around with our arms out, we fly. That's what he was doing. That's how he traveled. His his sidekick, his partner, uh, was was uh was Sergeant Mike uh, Cosgrove. We just call him Cosgrove for short. And you know he's just like the the stereotypical heavy set police officer uh with the with the squinched up face and you know he has eyes but the, his eyes are never open sort of like Brock from Pokemon right and um you know real monotone he kind of talk me kind of talk like this right and was the was a perfect character for the Freakazoid because Freakazoid is this high energy just over the top flamboyant um over exuberant type character and then Cosgrove is just like the perfect balance just the, the perfect balance where he just just kind of balances everything out on Freakazoid, but it was just such a lovable character. Could like literally stop any crime. It could be an Android. It could be anything going on right now. Like you and I are doing this podcast, and if Kyle Girl says cut it out, like we just stop. That's it. It's over. He does that to anybody. It could be a villain robbing a bank, and Cosgrove's walked up, cut it out, and then they just walk away. <laughs> Who does that? Who does stuff like that? Oh my goodness. The villains. The villains were so thought out. They, they were so well played. You had the lobe. So all the villains are pretty much based off of like actual super villains, right? Mm-hmm. So you had you had the lobe, which is just like this big brainy character who was like super genius, super smart dude, but has self-esteem issues, right? So <laughs> like Freakazoid stopped one of his plots because he just started talking trash about how bad his idea was to take over the world and dude just got discouraged and stopped like oh you know what forget this i'm done i'm done uh there's another dude like uh i forget his name i, I should have wrote it down but he's just like this big hawking caveman and you know anytime that you see like a big dude in cave and take caveman gear you already got this like an instant conclusion of how this person's going to talk and act but you know this dude is a complete opposite of what you think a caveman would be he's like this real stoic waspy type character who you know talks with that t- prototypical rich man voice like oh why I talk like this, Freakazoid. Who are you? And uh, perfect character there, real smart dude, bro. I, I'm, I'm not giving this show enough justice. It's just one of those things that people, you you gotta go watch it. Go on YouTube. Just go watch the first episode. Go watch the first episode if you've never seen this on YouTube. It is the funniest cartoon. Like, literally, I, Andrew, I'm telling you, I was waking up every single morning at five o'clock a.m. to just to watch Freakazoid because the only time I knew it was coming on. This show was so well done, and I feel so vindicated to know. I'm not the only one that thinks this because it got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a ninety-three percent Google Raider using. I was like, yes, people know this show. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only weirdo. I just I never watched it that often. I just remember him whenever he wanted to change, he'd be like, freak out. And then Yes. That's when he would that's when he would change. Yes. Dude, dude, he had some like like some of the some of the like the the side characters, like his he had a, a sidekick for a minute called Expendable Lad. And like he was exactly that. Like he was just expendable. Like he was there for the one episode and then he was just gone. <laughs> He had he had his right hand man called right hand man and it was literally his right hand with a face on it. <laughs> like just stupid stuff like that. And you know it was it was very like Deadpoolish because he's always breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to you know he's talking to the, the the audience and stuff of that nature. There, oh my goodness, that show was just so funny, man. I remember there was this one episode where they announced like during the episode, hey, we're having some budgeting issues, so our special effects are about to be a little off. Just to give you a heads up, so they got like this floating stick, and instead of be- being like a real floating stick, they- you can see like the strings attached to it. <laughs> And then 
to get in the middle of the episode. They're like, hey, we figured out our budget epi- uh, issue, so we got our special effects back. So then the strings are gone now. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. Like, stuff like, like, just little, little details like that just made it so hilarious, man. I'm telling you. Like, for, it was ahead of its time. Like, this show was not supposed to come out in the, in the mid 90s. This show was supposed to come out probably, I would say, like, mid to late 2000s. It was, it was too ahead of its time. And that's probably why it didn't, you know, do as well as it should have, because this show was so hilarious. Steven Spielberg, it was a freaking genius for this one, man. I'm telling you. Uh, my my obscure favorite superhero growing up is kind of like another underrated, kind of forgotten one, even though they bring him back in live action and it's still not the same. Do you remember The Tick? I do. Yes, I do. Yes, that was like my guy. I loved watching The Tick from seeing the man-eating cow and what was it, like Chairface and like all the different villains. And then you got the stupid... Uh, good guys and American made and what was the other um, human bullet yeah I remember I just remember man eating cow was all like why do we, why is that even something but it was just so funny that here's the tick you didn't even know his name or anything else hanging out with this guy Arthur who just finds a moss suit and he's like I just put it on and I'm just gonna keep on wearing it and everything else and my one of my favorite episodes is where they're supposed to go undercover and he's like okay Arthur we need to come up with secret names so we can do this and they and they're coming up with names and he's like okay my name is gonna be Nick and they go to sign into the hotel and they're like what is your well what is your last name and he's looking around and he's like Nick Nick Soap Dish. That's my name, Nick Soapdish. <laughs> and then I forgot what was the one where he kept on trying to think of different things for like a battle cry to cry out, like when he's going to go fight crime and he just yeah. pick random stuff. I think it was like spaghetti at one point. And the tick was just amazing because it was, it was kind of like Freakazoid. It was a superhero show, but it didn't take itself serious as right. a superhero show. You know, like you mentioned before, Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men, those were some serious things. Serious things were happening. Right. But in Freakazoid and the Tick, it was he was still a superhero. There were still superheroes, but it was still so much fun to watch because it wasn't as heavy and serious as the others, as like the other ones. Like right. you know, X-Men Morph dies like in the first two episodes, and then all of a sudden he comes back and it gets like heavy like that but for this it was just a fun little episode for kids and i wish they would just bring back the cartoon and stop the live action stuff just yeah. want the cartoon just give me the yeah. cartoon no live action i feel you on that one bro what was it oh I deflator deflator mouse was the i couldn't think of the other guy that he was with was deflator mouse the forehead look at that the forehead the same stuff you were talking about with freaking yes sir yes sir them's uh, this obscene villains man like those show, they don't make those shows though they don't make these cartoons no more man like this was oh. this was an era this was an elite era of, of of animation domination and i'm so glad that we were able to grow up in it i'm so glad like we was able to enjoy it and it was part of our childhood because like, like I said like I see these cartoons nowadays on TV and I'm just like yeah I don't know about this one it, my kids watch some weird stuff some seriously weird, bro some weird weird stuff that I just cannot get into me, yeah, me neither and I try like I try watching something like okay let me give this one a shot and it's just like eh nah I'm, I'm good like I can't see it no nah, it, I, can't, I can't see it I'm trying to think if there's anything good on where I'm like oh boy I'm gonna watch this and most of stuff it's just old stuff like the last really good cartoon that i watched like one of the newer ones i would say like that came out you know uh within the last 20 you know 15 20 years was probably uh phineas and fur like that was the last elite elite cartoon to me yeah disney dx had a lot of good live action shows that i watched with my daughter like Perry kings and zeke and luther where it was kind of funny but it, it was funny but it wasn't like well it was stupid over the top but it was still good is what it was. right it wasn't the I don't know how to explain cartoons today. There's no they they should just bring kill that child education thing and let Saturday morning cartoons come back. Yeah, just let the cartoons be cartoons, man. Like, do you remember like uh, Cow and Chicken? Do you ever do you remember that cartoon? Because that was, that's more see that was kind of more of your type of era. Okay, 
Okay. Because Cartoon Network, so, yeah. we watched it more. F- I, I know I watched it more for the older cartoon. Right. Okay. I follow you. So, yeah, Cartoon Network did have a shout out to like Tom and Jerry. I was watching Tom and Jerry recently. That show is hilarious. That show is like cartoon violence. It's not a thing anymore. But like you, you can't beat a cartoon where you just got two random characters just beating the hell out of each other. Like You can't beat that. <laughs> like that's, that's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> Shout out to Tom and Jerry. But uh Colin Chicken, just to touch on that one real quick, because I, I did I did have that one written down. I just really didn't do too much research on it. Mm. But I just remember it watching it as a kid, how obscene that show was. Like you got a, a cow and a chicken that are brothers. You have two human halves. Like it's not they're not they're not fully humans. It's just like the lower, it's like from the waist down are their parents. They're their mom and their father. They walked around on their butt cheek. They ate pig's butt for dinner and breakfast like that was just like a normal thing like they just ate pig butt they, they're the main protagonist or excuse me the main antagonist was the red guy which was just a, a big red naked devil who again walked around on his butt cheeks right <laughs> like you don't see stuff like that that cartoon was just i'm like yo what is this but as kids we loved it like we we couldn't get enough of it cow like she just turned to her she she had a secret identity she turned into a superhero called cow mm-hmm. who spoke spanish <laughs> they just randomly spoke spanish <laughs> like why do you got a spanish-speaking cow i do remember that i do i do remember <laughs> that when it just come out of nowhere She's like run off screen and then come back. <laughs> like why a Spanish speaking cow like, as a superhero? I don't get it. I don't get it, but it didn't matter because it made sense. <laughs> it made sense at the time. We didn't care. Like, you don't. You don't see. You're not going to see cartoons like that anymore, man. Oh man. You got, any, you got any more you want to talk about it? Um, yeah, let me. Oh, yeah. One other uh, honorable mention. Okay. I don't know. I want to say this is like, I don't know if it's underrated, but I, I never, I don't remember too many people ever talking about it. Even when we talk about old cartoons, I don't ever remember people bringing it up. But uh, shout out to the Cartoon Network show, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No? What? No. You hated Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Oh, I just couldn't stand it. I just. That was ah, oh, Edge. You broke my heart, man. Well, okay, so so what do you like about it? What don't I like about it? What didn't you like about it? Well, what made you not stand the show? I don't know. I think it was just everything. I think it's one of those things where it comes down to there's always two different types of people that are divided. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know certain things in music, like who's the greatest rock band of all time? Half the people will say the Beatles. Half the people will say the Rolling Stones. You know, it's just all of that stuff. And I think I was just more of a Nickelodeon type of kid than I was Cartoon Network because Cartoon okay. Network, like I said, is where we used to go and we watch. Or I would sit there and watch like the Snorks and. Uh, wacky races and all that stuff and then yeah and then they start coming out with the new stuff and it's like it's not as it's not as not as good i think like i've probably seen bits and pieces of ed ed and eddie Uh but i just it was one of those ones that i couldn't get into and i'm looking at cow and chicken i can kind of see why 97 summer of 97 it like came out the pilot was 95 maybe 95 if I would have seen the pilot and it would have kept on going, I probably would have watched it. 97, man. I'm like high school bound. Yeah, it's a wrap. I got so, you. So, I did it. Ed, Ed, and Eddie, though, I just, I just couldn't get into it. Man, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was my joint, man. You just got like these little, like conniving. You, so you got the the money hungry little guy who's the leader, Ed or Eddie. Mm-hmm. You got the, the the super dorky genius at, in Double D, and you just got the strength, the muscle, but who was just a complete buffoon and 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 Ed, right? And it, like it was just mischief. Like all the characters blended so well. The animation was done. I like how they, I, I like how it was animated. They was just always coming up with these schemes for like quarters and nickels because they just want to buy jawbreakers. I agree. Like it, it, it was just so simple. Like hey man, we need we need money so we can go to the candy store and get out and get our fix double d what scheme do you can you draw up right now for us to go get some money and they just came up with these elaborate schemes like hey we about to go build a roller coaster and charge kids a nickel to ride it and it's the most dangerous of structure ever like it's just <laughs> Like the most dangerous structure you could ever imagine. And we're about to go charge kids for this so we can go buy some jawbreakers. <laughs> that was one that I just, I don't know, I just didn't get into it. Man, Ed and Eddie was my joint. The the theme song, the characters, like the Caker sisters, like all all of it. All of it just, bl- like when they started doing the new episodes, when they like when they got into school and stuff like that, that's when I stopped watching it. But like the first like two, three seasons, those was it. 
Like those are so perfect to me. One that I here's a cartoon that I I loved because it it had dinosaurs in it, but it was like alien dinosaurs from another planet. It was called Dino Saucers because there was also Dino Riders. But I didn't. I like, vaguely remember this show. I vaguely remember I, this show. I, Tell I, me. I couldn't stand Dino Riders, but Dino Saucers were cool because it was like two different dinosaur alien factions came to Earth and they would they adopted like well not adopted but they brought in like these four kids that became secret scouts for the dinos for the for the dinos like the good guys or the good guys even the dino saucers and then the bad guys were the tyrannos and it was i always thought it was cool because they could take off like a certain logo or something on their uniform and then turn into regular dinosaur oh and then they could like turn back but it was almost kind of like transformer asking away because here's these aliens coming to earth and then they're getting humans to help them fight the bad guys kind of in the secret scout and it was just really it was just really cool it was really funny so weren't like the good guys like the herbivores and like the bad guys was like the carnivores yeah pretty much okay yeah and they wore they wore like the suits and they stood up and talking and oh, what was the one guy it was uh yeah the the aquilo the aquilosaurus and i forgot whose voice he did too i think he did something on care bears or something but Genghis rex was the leader of the bad guys and Ello was the leader of the of the dino saucers the the good guys it was just Genghis well, rex is an elite that's an elite cartoon name <laughs> i like that <laughs> it was just an awesome show and then all of a sudden it was gone. They never even made toys for it. It only lasted from December or September 14th, 1987 to December 11th, 1987. And then it was gone. Bye. See ya. Mm-hmm. It was, and no network ever picked it up. It was always just in syndication. But 80s cartoons is when you really started to see the, uh, like the advancement in, in animation. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like animated characters started to like see, like get more detail and more color and more fill and like more, like more action. Like, I think like eight, the eighties, I would say like the, Probably like the whole '80s era was really like the 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 the, the start of the cartoon revolution. Would you say? the animation revolution i would say yeah that's when they started kind of and then you got into i remember when beast wars came out and it was oh shout out to beast wars it was all 3d animated yes and it was like wow that's that's pretty good and then then you look at the stuff today and you're like well that's pretty horrible but back then it was like whoa i can't believe this right and that was awesome it's sort of like uh toy story like do you remember the first time that you seen the animation for toy story yeah like that was lit i love toys that's my that's my favorite pixar movie of all yes, time. Sir. Goat. Shout out to the goat. That's the best. Here, I got some other ones that, uh, SWAT cats. Do you remember SWAT cats? Possibly. Talk to me about it. The SWAT cats. It's these, uh, it's like instead in this feline world where everybody's a cat and these two guys, two cats, they own a junkyard. Auto mechanics, right? Yeah. They're like auto mechanics, but they own like a junkyard too. And yes. they fight crime by jumping into the plane. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that show. Yes. That yeah, show was great. That was an awesome, awesome show. That show was lit. Yeah. Like, I remember they had, so yeah, they, they threw on the mask and their mask, like when they had their mask on, it was like all white, sort of like Batman animated series, right? They had like the Batman eyes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I remember that show. Yeah. That's another one. That's another one that was really good. Really good. They fly in the plane and everything else. And they had like, they didn't have like guns, but they had guns where it would be like some goofy weapons to try and beat up, you know, to beat like these giant monsters trying to, I can't even remember what the city was called. I'm trying to figure this, but I just remember it. And it was like, yeah, SWAT Cats is on it. Cause it was one of those things where I think they could probably get away with today where it was not so much violence, but action. Right. Like the, um, you remember the, uh, the men in black TV series? No. Cartoon series? No. Yeah, Men in Black had a cartoon series. I remember watching that. I think I was watching that on WB, but I vaguely remember some episodes. Um, you know, as I, uh, I was kind of just looking at different different cartoons from back in the day, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this show. And that was another one. You know, like action packed type cartoon. The animation was there, and it didn't didn't you know got like what two seasons? Only got like two seasons, but I remember it being very entertaining while it was on. Another one that I used to watch all the time was Exo Squad, and this one I didn't really get the meaning of. 
it until I started, you know, checking out stuff on YouTube. And it's pretty much this race that was made or alien race that was enslaved starts to kind of fight back in a way against these other ones. But I, what I liked about the cartoon was is that they would get into these exosuits. That, that's why it's called exosquad. Yeah. It was almost like, what am I thinking? Pacific Rim. So the exosuit would connect to the back of their neck. Okay. And that's how they would control everything. It's through, oh, okay. It's through, the, through their mind, kind of. If they couldn't get something done... They could use their mind, and each one had their own different suit to wear. Remember, the leader was Lieutenant J.T. Marsh, and his had, like, wings that came out so he could fly a little bit more. They could all fly, but he could fly and everything else. It was just super cool that the fact that they, like, Bonded with the suit. Loved Exo Squad. Exo Squad. I never seen that one, but that do sound look. That sound like something I'll watch now. <laughs> I'm about to go YouTube that one. And then some uh some old school one here is uh the Centurions. Centurions were three guys, air, water, and ground, and they fought against uh this guy and a sidekick hacker and these robots. But what they would do is they were like in space. Their base was in space, hovering, watching Earth, and whenever they needed a power suit they would yell like they would call up and to this girl and be like okay what do you got for me and she's like okay ace the ace was the was the air guy i remember him because he was mm-hmm. my favorite and we'd be like okay i'm gonna send you this one or you could say be like okay i need this suit this is what's going on uh we're getting attacked and all of a sudden you hear him go power extreme and they would like now it's like digitally sending it down but it was cartoon drawn it was and but and then they would do it and you could see it combine into their suit and then all of a sudden he'd just start flying through the air the one dude would just the ground guy jake rockwell would straight turn into a tank like have stuff where he could become like a motorcycle or a tank or something like that in a way yeah. i mean it wasn't exactly a tank but it was it was cool i loved Centurions was one of my favorite uh during do you do you remember uh Captain Planet? Yes. Yes. Whoopi Goldberg. Captain Planet was that joint, bro. You talk about shows that should get rebooted. How come that show has a guy like a, a live action movie, a reboot, something? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing as a human race that's not rebooting Captain Planet? That's a that's a really good theme song right there with the cat. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take evil down to zero. Oh, I still remember that theme song. It's pollution. Yes, sir. <laughs> Lit. That show was lit and diverse. That show was so diverse. I always felt bad for the dude from South America because all he had was heart. Right. (laughs) Like, like, I'm going to turn this animal good. (laughs) They're getting beat up and he's like, I'm going to turn this animal good. Like, Kwame's like, like shaking the ground. Wheeler's like, Blown out you got, yeah, you got you got you got the chick with the with the the, uh, the the water. Yeah, and then the other one with the wind, and he's like, I got. Now he did have like what basically brought Captain Planet alive. Like he was important, yeah. but in terms of, like individual power, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm good on that. Like I like like I was like oh Wheeler's cool because he's got fire. Look at Kwame, he's like raising the ground. Right. And then it's like I got heart, guys. I'm gonna turn that hyena, and he's gonna go scout that area. That no, let's just burn it down and then shake the ground. Couldn't. Oh, question for you because this kind of just popped in my mind. This is kind of off track, but I do. I, I gotta ask it. Do you think that Avatar kind of bit from Captain Planet? Do you think that like they had to get the idea from that, right? Uh. Fire, earth, wind, water? Yeah, but Captain Planet was a little bit... Those are always been the four elements anyways. Okay, fair enough. That's always... Whenever you watch something, there's always four elements. Like I just said Centurion. And that was air, water, and ground. There was really no fire, but, you know... Those are what you want to cover. And then if you're going to go elemental-wise, I don't... No. Okay. You can't even compare the... You could... I guess you could find that similarity. Yeah, you just get the idea from it. You watch a Captain Planet. Hey, what if what if what if we combined all of these elements in one person, but we call it something else, right? I don't know. I'm just I'm all right, I'm going on a tangent. My bad. <laughs> so another one was when superhero cartoons were heating up, and there was a couple of guys that left Marvel to create, I believe, Image Comet, and they created uh, one of the guys created something called Wildcats. It was Jim Lee, and Wildcats was a lot like like the X Men, and these guys had superpowers and everything else. There's a big hulking looking guy named named Maul, and I'm trying to and every. 
kind of like that. And it was, you how come you can't find them? What was the name of it? Wildcats. Oh, here we are. Okay. So yeah, Wildcat. And it was, it was just cool animated show and a different one. I remember, yeah. There was Warblade. He could turn his hands into different things. Grifter was kind of like a Gambit character, but he was had guns and he rode around on a motorcycle. And it was just basically them kind of like fighting against evil and everything else. But it was yeah. it was just a super sweet show. It was kind of like that alternative to X Men. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it right. Yeah, I'm gonna say like these do look like X Men characters. Yeah, they, you could yeah. definitely tell he he borrowed from what he what he was doing with the X Men. Zealot, right. Zealot had the sword and everything else, and they would uh, Spart- Spartan was the leader, and he could fire like beams out of his hand, uh, kind of like Cyclops with his eyes. But this is. And then, oh, what was the, I think it was Void? It was either Void or Voodoo. was kind of like the Cerebro system where it was like this living computer. But Wildcats was absolutely amazing. And it, once again, only 13 episodes. Probably didn't catch on because everybody wanted to watch X-Men. But in my mind, it was a great, great cartoon. Uh, Man, I, there got to be some type of parallel universe where like all the cartoons that we enjoy from our from our childhood actually like extended further than what they got. It's got it. There's got to be because here's here's another one is Silverhawk. This runs into the Thundercat type universe as well. And this was pretty much what it is. Silverhawks. But they weren't hawks. They were people. And you talk about a hyped, hyped theme song. It was Silverhawks. It just starts right out from the beginning. One of the people just yelling, Telly Hawk. And then it just goes right into the song. Probably one of the greatest cartoon theme songs ever. But it's it's Bionic Policeman. They got to fight against... It sounds a little bit like uh, you know, Mum-Ra, but Munstar. And they just fight against. I remember the one dude that I really liked was Bluegrass, and he couldn't he couldn't fly through space, but he had he had the like the plane that could uh-huh. because all they could fly through space. They just waved their hand down, and this mask came down, and then they opened up their arms, and then they could just start flying through space. Then they have the kid, Copper Kid, who couldn't talk. He you know kind of talked in like blinks and stuff like that, kind of like yeah. a, like an R two D two type language, and it's amazing cartoon. Amazing cartoon, but yet can't find it anywhere. I mentioned. Did you? Oh, sorry. Did you watch? Please tell me you watched Thundercats. Oh yeah, I was gonna put that on there, but I think everybody knows Thundercats, and in in my era, like that was Thundercats was huge. There's Thundercats, He Man. You could battle. You know who would win in a fight. Lion-O and, and He-Man. I did a whole episode with uh, Gary Threat, and we did He-Man yeah. versus Thundercats. He took the side of He-Man, or he took the side of Thundercats. I took the side of He-Man. You know, just why did we like more, one more than the other? Like, right. We obviously, growing up in that era, we liked them both, but why did we go towards one more than the other? Yeah, Thundercats definitely is not, if, if you go on anything 80s, man. Thundercats is like, but this is kind of like in the same type of universe. It was made by the same people. Okay, I kind of figured. Yeah. I'm looking. I was looking at. That, I was like, okay, this this kind of looked like like Thundercats animation. Yeah, like that same type of animation. Yeah, it's the same people. Like I said, the the main villain in this is is Munstar, but and then you got Mum Ra in in Thundercats. It's like you didn't really think this one through all the way, right? <laughs> Munstar got trans- a little lazy there. Munstar trans transforms from one state to another just like mom raw did but this is more not this is like they're more like cops though yeah going out there and trying to fight crime man good old 80s action cartoons man oh they don't make them they don't make them no more another one at least that that i know of another one that i meant uh you know through filmation was brave star brave star was what like a space cowboy and he was on this planet but he was also native american and he could you know call on the power of like the eagle if he needed to see far he could call on the strength of a bear and then he would do that and he had this horse that he rode on but then his horse could like become almost human-like as well like get up on its hind legs and he had this cool shotgun like if you watch the intro to brave star he like twirls the shotgun on his hoof and then he'd like like get ready to like just shoot people down and it was just a space western but it was it was pretty awesome it was one of those things you had to sit there my mom actually one year bought everything brave star for us for christmas it was pretty it was pretty awesome and then we were like up oh, on to the next thing and she's like that's when she was like ah oh, i don't think i'm ever gonna yeah. really again 
And then my last one is good old Bucky O'Hare. I don't know if you've ever seen Bucky O'Hare. I've never heard of Bucky O'Hare. Okay, Bucky O'Hare, once again, is kind of goes with that trend of this kid is messing around. His, he's a smart kid. And he's messing around with like portals and doing some like science experiment. And his name is Willie. And he gets sucked into a parallel universe where Bucky O'Hare and these other people are fighting this toad, this toad like race. And Bucky O'Hare is a green rabbit, but they got guns and they fly through space. I remember the video game. I remember the video game for this show. Okay. Yep. I remember the video game for this show. I remember playing this as a kid for Super Nintendo. Yep. And then the the forearm duck that I duck. The robot Blinky, uh, Jenny was the pilot of the ship, and another one just gone. It was it was awesome. I remember I remember getting so jealous of my one friend because he got a whole bunch of Bucky O'Hare toys for his birthday. I was like, man, I want Bucky O'Hare toys. Man, you guys that that grew up in the eighties and was able to like have the first experience of a lot of these action type cartoons and whatnot mm-hmm. i have so much envy for you guys because that that had to be such a lit era like because this is like the era where you guys are coming to school with these like the different type of lunch boxes mm-hmm. and things of that nature there that is something that us 90s kids you know we got to enjoy the same thing that y'all got to enjoy in terms of the the in terms of the TV shows, but we, the 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 nostalgia factor, the um the first experience factor, I do have jealousy for you guys because of that. Like that had to be such a lit time. That had to be such a like an amazing time to be such a, to be a kid and watching all these great action cartoons. Um, but you know we was able. You guys led into it led into the '90s cartoons, man. Like that all that kind of pushed up like the the 90s where like my the 90s cartoons was lit from us you know so like it all it all comes full circle is what i'm trying to get at it all comes full circle man like the 20 years the between the 80s and 90s that 20 years of cartoons and animation i think goes unrivaled from any other era yeah it was just so many i mean there was more that i could probably went through i was just kind of going off the top of my head of what Right. But I knew I used to watch and you can't really find it too much anymore. You might find it on like Tubi or something like that every once in a while. Right. I mean, because one that I, I mean, I, I even sit down and watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show because mm-hmm. that was such a cool, it was a cool show. It was a cartoon. Mario ruled the world in, you know, the late 80s into the early 90s until Sonic tried him. Sonic took his run at him. Right. It was just an awesome time. But also when you look at it, every single one of those cartoons was just a 30 minute commercial yeah to sell toys other than dino saucers and a couple of others i had toys for every even if i had one guy i still had toys for every single one but it was fun back then now it's nothing it's nothing like that it's just nothing you can't go out and find that toy anymore or you know look on tv and be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna you know this cartoon's awesome when does the toy come out we don't even know if the toy even does come out. I mean, the only toys that I could see that I could find from any cartoons that my kids watch were younger stuff like Paw Patrol. My son had tons of Paw Patrol stuff, but everything else you, you can't, you can't find because they just don't allow those 30 minute, I guess, toy commercials anymore. But yet it was so important to us as kids. Right. See, and that, nowadays, do kids even play with toys? Like, I don't even know if kids even play with toys anymore. Because uh, that was a big thing for us, right? It was the TV yeah. show and then we got to get the toy. We got to get the toy to go match the TV show. And I don't know about you. I used to act, I used to reenact the shows after the show was over. I used to go get my Power Rangers and do the episode again. I'm watching episode twice. <laughs> or you combine them and do crossovers. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, my kids play with toys a little bit, but not that much because everything's electronic. Right. It's got to be like right in front of your face. The imagination, the imagination factor is, is, is gone away, man. Is, is, is slowly dwindling away. I collect the newer He-Man guys mm-hmm. and I have like a Castle Grayskull and everything else. They'll play Beautiful. with that for a little bit. And, you know, I'm like, you guys aren't making voices. You guys aren't. Right. Talking. You, you ain't making no plot. Yeah. Like, where's like, the storyline at? Yeah. And I'm like, grab the Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle can fight with He-Man. Right. But I think that's what it, that's what missing from the cartoons nowadays is like yes, you mentioned sir. cow and chicken. Are you going to play with cow and chicken toys? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. See, because there's no, there's no, none of that action. It doesn't have, yeah. doesn't, I think and a lot of people maybe look at action as violent, but it's just got to have some sort of action. Yeah. Like I heard somebody yeah. mention, 
that He-Man never used a sword. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you mean He-Man never used it? But then I, if you watch the older ones, he really doesn't use a sword. Either does She-Ra. But there's just so much action going on, you don't even realize it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eh, action figures. <laughs> yeah, I guess we... So, I mean, I think we figured out a solution, man. We need We need to have... A boom in the uh, action animation. Like yeah. we need more action cartoons. We need more action cartoons so that way we can uh, get the action figures back. And and yeah, we good to go. Yeah, because that 2002 He Man that was that was a really good series. And I think the other problem too when it comes to the toys is everybody's trying to do the collectible thing. Right. There's too many too many adults doing the collectible thing. I know I will shock and awe people. When I get a toy, I'm like I'm like Matt Cardona and Brian Myers from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. I let that thing breathe because it's a toy. I want to at least, you know, I got them sitting in a corner, but I at least want to play with it for a little bit. I want to check it out. I feel you. And I think everybody wants to put it in a case, put it away, and then that's it. And I don't know, maybe not so much collector stuff, but more stuff geared towards kids. Or you right. can sell it on eBay. Internet, I could get into a whole rant about it, but <laughs> I, that's that's all I got for cartoons you, you got anything else you wanted to mention or anything else man whoever is listening to this please just go watch freakazoid for me man I, I just really want people to enjoy what was what should have been an elite cartoon in the 90s and never got a chance to get there just please go watch it go watch that it's only it's only uh 24 episodes they're only uh 30 minutes long well 22 minutes long without commercials just go watch a couple of episodes and go enjoy like what a masterpiece cartoon in the, in the mid 90s was and didn't get picked up didn't, didn't get extended uh expanded on there it is go check out that's my message go check out all these cartoons if you forget all of them i think it's all of them anyone that we mentioned it i think it was a wide variety of everything like you said from just the action ones to comedy to just straight sit down and have fun stuff facts thank you for coming yeah, on this was fun <laughs> thank you for coming. Yo, this was fun, again. man. <laughs> I, yeah, thank you for having me, man. This was this was a good time. I, bro, I can't tell you how much fun I had just doing the research and learning. Like, oh man, so this is why this happened. Oh yeah, I remember this. Like, just literally like a big kid sitting down on my couch, just reading through pages and pages and pages of articles and Wikipedia pages and things of that nature. There, and I'm like, man, thank you, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming on. And remember to check out new episodes of Let's Talk With No Politics. Okay. Every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And bonus episodes come out pretty sporadically every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. And also check out the Facebook page for Let's Talk With No Politics Okay for some great content and the YouTube channel for some great tiering of like I did 80s cartoons and I did 90s cartoons before on there as well. And also great Let's Plays of retro video games. And with that being said, I'm your host, Andrew Lenz. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.